This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. And now for something a bit different. It's not often that our presenters get to sit on the receiving end of an interview. But when the team at SA People gave Derek a call for a fun chat, he just couldn't say no. Listen in as show hosts Jen and Mel get the lowdown on everything from Derek's early days as a sports presenter to how the tallest man in television fell in love with one of the smallest cars imaginable. Another production from Solid Gold Podcast. Fancy. (laughs) Life is very fancy when you're doing all kinds of things and you have somebody to impress in the studio with you. Denny in France, how are you, first of all? Hello, I'm very well. How are you, Mel, and your lovely guest? No, absolutely delightful. It is absolutely delightful in Johannesburg today. And And the studio has been brightened up somewhat by somebody who generally comes around and gives people a bit of a a whacking on television. Uh, yeah, we can depress uh, people uh, on Sundays quite often. No, you're going to depress all of us all the way through the week as well. No, it's Derek Watts from Carte Blanche who's in studio with us today. Um, a very exciting kind of thing that we're happening, of course, because now they have their own podcast. So they can bring a podcast out to people all over the world as well. Yeah, we've got Carte Blanche, the podcast, and um, great team putting it together. We've got our online editor, Lausanne Janssen van Rensburg, and Dan Dews, who uh, lives and breathes podcasts. And, well, as you say, the mm. idea is to um, bring it to a South African audience, a wider audience who maybe haven't got DSTV, and to expats who want to keep their finger on the pulse of what's happening in South Africa. And hopefully sometimes... Some good news. Well, Jenny and I are pretty much all about the good news most of the time, aren't we, Jen? But I um, mean, it's like, Derek, how, it's long, a, how long have you actually been doing carte blanche for? I'm tr- I was trying to work it out and thinking, I'm not going to Google it. But I know it's, it seems like forever. Uh, well, Mel, you could have actually brought me a cake today. Because uh, today is our 34th. 34th, really? 34th year of carte blanche. Yeah. Wow. No way. Happy yeah. birthday. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Happy anniversary. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, streamers. Hey, fantastic. So, um, so yes, Jenny. That means that you are at least 34 years old because I was telling Melanie, I Googled last week uh, in preparation for today, and it says that nobody oh. knows how old you are. <laughs> but you're definitely well, Jenny, 34. I'll, I'll give you a clue. I, I started at the age of uh, 12. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, these things, uh, yeah, the changes over the years, um, mm. and now these podcasts, um, which are pretty new to me in the way they compile, because yeah, we have got a visual element mm. that we now have to transform into an audible element. And that's what um, Dan and, and Lazan do. But it's yeah, look, they add a lot to it. So you can't just take that episode and transform it. So Derek, I would love special elements. 
Yes, what would you like? I would love to know, so it's not an excerpt. Is it something separate? Is it sort of a recording of an interview that you've done while preparing for the show? Sort of how is it, how do, how do your podcasts work? Well, interesting that you ask that because we are going to extend them to like producers' comments and uh, a look back uh, at some shows and, you know, not all just episodes, but at the moment, well, we've got about 30 episodes out. We download one every weekday and we take that eight to 10 minute or sometimes uh, it's longer episode and transform it into a podcast, Car Plants the Podcast. And uh, that's what we do. And it's amazing how they transform, you know, and it's stories from the SANDF to um, what is called uh, Truck the Bridge or the one that the one in Cape Town where all the trucks get stuck. I mean, that transformed well into a oh, podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah, actually it was called yes. What the Truck. What the Truck. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a yeah. good name, yeah. And it was Bridget who swallowed many trucks in her day for many years. And, <laughs> yes. uh, I thought you said Bridget swallowed it. <laughs> well, hold on there. That would be really weird. No, no. But, but it's really Bridget. clever. Bridge, Bridget, yeah. Yeah, so Bridget's um, quite a feature, you know, in Musenberg. Uses many and, people, and, but not the truck drivers. <laughs> and and Derek, I mean, for expats, like I firmly believe, because you know, Carte Blanche is on Showmax International. Yeah. So in some countries they can get it, but there are many countries, like all those expats in in, Amer- in North America, who are now going to be able to get Carte Blanche because of your podcast, which is fantastic. And I find that. I think that you really do touch on the main issues going on in South Africa. And I've also noticed that you actually do have at least one good news every week. You've noticed that. Well, that's fantastic because it has been rather deliberate. You know, we've got a new uh, executive producer, John Webb, who's quite a visionary. Mm. And um, we don't want to make it a totally light item. So in carte blanche uh, sort of genre, it may be light. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a more interesting feel-good story, Jenny. Yeah. And sometimes you, know, you might even get two uh, feel-good <laughs> stories. And there have been a few <laughs> of those as well. But yeah, no, we, we're making a conscious effort to leave um, viewers, listeners now on podcast in a good mood. Think, think yeah. Life's worth living. Absolutely. I mean, we can't yeah. just keep on looking at the doom and gloom. And I mean, I just remember because a long, long time ago, and we're talking about, I know you were already doing the show, and I can't remember when it was that I was doing it. I worked as um, a scriptwriter and researcher for Carte Blanche Africa. Yes, I was presenting days. it at that stage. Yeah, so we, I think we worked together once or twice then. Yeah. And I mean, that just, I can't even, I don't even want to say how long ago it is. Uh, but I mean, we're also, yeah. I, I'm happy to give away my age. So how old are you? How much are you charging? <laughs> you can have my age. How does that sound? Jenny, he does not look any different and, from when uh, I first met him all those years ago. So those yeah, operations no, he looks exactly are working, same. He, I yeah. swear to God, he's, like, <laughs> he's got some kind of magic elixir here, and he has no, to give us but a story. I, I thank you for that. But, you know, you've got to look at Rian Krevach. And because, oh, yeah. Well, hello. You know, his, his hair still, you know, beautiful brown his eyes are twinkly blue you know so <laughs> i can't compete with rian <laughs> but i mean this is not photoshopped though because i have to sit right next uh, to him so i mean uh, most yeah, of the time you look at people and think maybe they just photoshopped their pictures sort of what a lot of people do <gasps> yeah no, but, but derek 
I actually saw you about, I can't remember now, four or five years ago, but you seriously, we recognized you straight away, and I'm sure it happens to you all over the world, that South Africans recognize you because you haven't changed. And um, it was at, I don't know if you remember going on holiday to the Antibes um, food market. Yes, I remember it well. We'd, we'd, um, we'd driven uh, down from uh, Monaco, yeah. Yes, and then you were complaining about all the bicycles. You couldn't believe how many cyclists there were. <laughs> no, but you know what I was saying is, yeah, when we, I wanted a little Fiat 500, but uh, when, when you're hiring a car there at that time of year, the, the small cars go for a big price, but, mm. but otherwise you've got to take a big car, and, and those roads are narrow. And, and yeah. I would love my little Fiat, you know, I drive a Fiat, mm. an Aboth, I must say. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Aboth is, is nice. 500. Isn't it Aboth? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been testing um, a Ford Raptor for this week because mm. I ride on cars. And I love it. It's it's a great bucky, but I'm not traditionally a bucky boy, you know. And I go into you know a crowded shopping center and try and park this thing. And they think, wow, now this guy, <laughs> hey, give me back that Fiat 500. <laughs> but yeah, the Raptor was great. But I'm always happy to get back into the 500. Listen, the, the Cinquecento is a lovely little car. I yeah. would definitely love. It, except my, my my mechanic just turned around and said to me, my name is not Tony. Uh, 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 Tony. Oh. He says because it's like Fiat. Fix yeah. it again, Tony. He says, my name's not Tony. <laughs> okay, I get it. Anyway, so but now, we've, as we say, we've got the whole thing with Carte Blanche getting a podcast and we're doing a lovely little thing with them here. But what I want to know is, what do you think about the rugby? On, I mean, and this is something Jenny and I both speak about rugby a lot. And, and we had so much joy the, last week. And then, of course, this week, yes. you know. Um, well, I had a different take on the game. Mm. Because yeah. on Friday, uh, one of our uh, editors... Tisa, mm. who I call Nan, said, uh, would I mind doing a story on the Guijo squad? And they are these supporters, mainly from the Eastern Cape, mm. who are really inclusive and in who they bring along to the games. And they mainly sing um, Kloza songs. And of course, I knew all the words here. Um, <laughs> but uh, we sat in, a, you know, in our you know, segment at uh, Emirates Airline Park, and um, boy, they party and they sing, and they are loved by uh, the Springbok squad. Mm. And mm. Sia actually came round to actually thank the Guijo squad. And we've got a story on the Guijo squad. And this morning I was at, um, I keep on wanting to say Ellis Park, but it's, well, it is Ellis Park as far as we're concerned. It's Airline <laughs> Park. And had a lovely interview with Rassi Erasmus. Mm. And it was so good to see him again and just to chat to him. You know, he's so natural. You know, I'd like to be as natural as Rossi. You know, Rossi is just himself. Eh? And it has got him into trouble. And he's banned, <laughs> you know, from yeah. until November the 5th, yeah. which is his birthday. So I said, you know, Rossi, on November the 5th, when you unbanned. Please don't uh, go and go mess it up again. Stadiums, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to celebrate. But yeah, no, he's, he's an oh, incredible guy. And um, so I watched the match with the Guijos. Mm. And um, they tend to stand up a lot and sing and chant, which is great. And I was with them. Hey, you check out my moves there. Hey, no, I had a few going. <laughs> um, and so I was mainly watching on the big screen. Yeah. And, yeah, and look, it was an amazing match. We just lost a few opportunities. And the game swung with that uh, line out on their line, which mm, was suddenly mm. a penalty right in front of you know, the posts 
for the old black. So anyway, we don't cry. Hey, we don't cry. No, but it's going to make an exciting third third match. Okay, that's all there is to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're off to Aussie and um, yeah, but uh, a lot of rugby ahead before the World Cup. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, Ellis, <laughs> Ellis Park. We've got to get over this. <laughs> Emirates Airline Park, what? Yeah. Is that what but it's called? The, the, it was just, yeah, such a vibe. Yeah. And wow. And everything just has to coordinate. You know, the ground announcer was fantastic. Um, his name, Robbie Cruz. Mm. Um, he was very good. And, you know, the fireworks have to go up at the right time and the music. And the praise singers come out and the haka happens. Oh, my gosh, it's wonderful. um, I saw Rudolf Strali at the ground today and he said, you know, playing for the Springboks was was easy. Getting a game organized is really a lot harder. Is Stroidler still around? Because I remember when he was yeah. the coach for that little while and they had the, yeah. those, the um, where they took all the people in and they had to try and fight for their place within the Springbuck squad up at Loftus. I mean, that yeah. was in 2002. I think it was the last time I actually even saw him. Yeah, I think he played a few years after that. And um, yeah, lovely guy. Mm. And uh, there is a rejuvenation in rugby. Now, of course, the, we're back you know, at the ground. So... Yeah, it's super day there. And you watched it? Yep. Oh, no, my blood is green. Were you ground? <laughs> no, I, I actually prefer watching it. When, if, I go and watch it uh-huh. if I go and watch a rugby match and I'm sitting at the stadium, I end up watching the screen. Yeah. Because, if, I mean, usually Even when the Guijos aren't there. It, yeah, I mean, but the whole <laughs> yeah, thing is, is that, I mean, I was always sitting at, like, ground level, you know, because we were yeah. presenting. So it was a case of I couldn't actually see what was happening on the field. So you sit there and you're watching the screen because you can actually see what is happening with the action. So yeah. I think also being out of television, we're, we're used to watching screens rather than watching things right in front of us, especially if you can't see it properly. Well, Mel, this is the first game that I've been to for five years because I'm so intense you know I used to be a sports presenter started top sport with Martin Locke I remember and those days. Remember the maroon jacket? Yes. Wow, didn't we look posh? You eh? were very smart and, in your maroon uh, jacket. It's the only time that I've had my hair highlighted for top sport. Can you imagine it? Hey? And I was doing bonus <laughs> sport at that time. Yeah, so we were all that, sports presenters at some stage yeah. or another. That's where one of those foil dookies. Of, uh, Did you do it like sure, that? Oh, dear. That, well, I suppose it was back in the day. But <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, from top sport, you know, I, I, I'm quite sort of intense about watching. And you just don't see the game at the ground, you know. You don't. You're and right. And if you're in a suite, if you're lucky enough to be in a suite, you go and watch on the TV yes. screen, you know. So, yeah. But we're looking forward to the rugby, I must say. And it is yeah. so exciting to see the way that people respond. I, I do get, like, everybody blaming the ref. Get over it. Everybody blames the ref. So what? Yeah. You know, yeah. It is what it is, guys. Get, you know, move on. And I think the team moves on and they appreciate you being kind of more positive. And at that level, you know, a bounce of the ball, um, a missed kick mm. can just change the game. Mm. You know, so, and that's what happens, you know, and um, that's why you've got to polish all your skills. You have to polish your skills. <laughs> yeah. And I've been polishing mine for a long time. Are you going to go and play rugby? Okay, so I mean, what, what, does, what kind of impact do you think that carte blanche is going to have for people overseas who are, or people that don't have DSTV that can't watch carte blanche? I mean, do you think it's going to make an impact on bringing people in together or more stories coming to carte blanche that might not have actually been? Well, you're right. It could be a source of stories, um, but it, uh, I think it's really – they like to stay in touch. 
you know, once you've left South Africa, I've sp- spoken to people over there, and they just want to know what's going on. So these podcasts are an ideal way. And I hear that um, some people overseas even miss the carp launch jingle. <laughs> Can you believe it? Which I get sort of these memes every Sunday. I'm Derek Watson. Your weekend is over. So now the yeah. podcast, we can say, you know. We're you, just beginning. <laughs> it's yeah. not over. It's not over. But it's, it's, it's been a very long journey with you guys. I mean, I sit back and think about the original days. I mean, the original presenters was Manu. At first, it was just Rudo and myself. Rudo and yourself, yes. And then Manu yeah. came in. Then Manu, yeah. And uh, I added it up the other day, and it was something like 24 presenters we've had. And you're the only one that's still there. Yes. It's been a long, <laughs> wow. been a long, long road. Have you gathered like a lot of interesting friends along the way who stay with you? Or each week do you dive in and then dive out? I don't. No, quite what you mean by interesting friends, but I know I've got some interesting <laughs> enemies, so I have to watch my back a lot. <laughs> do you still have trouble with that? I mean, do people like want to – I know that – I remember when Isabel Jones was still around and yeah. people used to actually threaten – she used to have all those threats as she well. She attacked in that um, motorbike shop. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, do you have those kind of things happening to you because you're reporting on it? Do you have people who like death threats? Do you, do you ever feel unsafe? I have to say there have been a few. Um uh, but it's not the threats you worry about, it's when they carry them out. But uh, one, um, yeah, that came down to a list of people to take out. And we went uh, to uh, Mike Bullhase's office. Now, you know, Mike, Mike Bullhase is an investigator supreme and mm-hmm. his team. And what happened is um, this fellow brought his uh, wife and his son with a list of people to be, um, I won't say taken out like dead but it was a b and c mm. so a was a club b was a heavy club c was hospital for a long time and presented this to mike Bullhase. and uh, by that stage mike had alerted us and we had like police in the cupboards we had cameras everywhere they were arrested spent um, the weekend in jail but uh, got away uh, in the court case with entrapment um which sometimes I don't excuse me. Sometimes I don't understand uh, the legal system, but yeah, there you had the list, you had the money, and still. Who else was on guilty. the list? Uh, the producer, and a few of the people who had caused problems and had snitched on him, because mm. he was selling uh, formulas for one-armed bandits at uh, casinos, and making a lot of money, and they didn't work. So, um, but there been a look. There have been a few cases, and um, you have to be aware. But it's it's quite a nice feeling to go to Emirates Airline Park, got it right this time, <laughs> and just meet literally thousands and thousands of people and have uh, selfies with them, mm. or I believe you call them ussies these days. Really. Yeah, so a selfie would be yourself, hey? So, mm. so if you're having one with somebody else now, an assy, can you believe that? Let me do an, let me do an assy quickly. I'm going to check, yeah, it, check this out. Assy. I'm going to do an assy for us now. Okay. So we can see. There we there, go. A, Bring yourself in. Okay, so I've done an assy, which assy, I'm going to send hey. to Jenny. Yeah, so uh, it's nice going there and seeing all these people and not one club me. So uh, <laughs> it's a good sign. A good sign. <laughs> I, th- yeah. I did hear that recently, uh, uh, I think it was a month or two ago, Carte Blanche went to a restaurant on their way 
somewhere to film and the mm. restaurant owner you know came storming out and said what do you want and all all you guys really wanted was to eat but yeah. um, they thought you were there to do a story no, that's true yeah and it happens a lot when you just um I don't know, go into a shop or, um, yeah, go for a meal. Mm. And we we did that series on restaurants where we checked the kitchens. And then we had the, the other one on on mainly the uh, fish restaurants where we checked whether they were using, you know, which… If they were um, using red label or red yeah, tag or whatever they called. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah. And so I suppose people are suspicious. Um <laughs> Yeah, and while you're sitting there just chatting, they're sort of loitering nearby. Dog, you just need to arrive in a helicopter. Then they know you're just there for fun. Okay. <laughs> Have you checked the car launch budgets? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like our budgets used to be, that's for sure. But I mean, it is obviously, I mean, is it the longest running show in South Africa at this stage? I think it must be. It used to be uh, Noot for Noot. Your favorite oh, of program. Of course, Note for Note is still going, isn't it? But it's had seasons, it's yeah. had breaks. So I think we've been on air since the start. Mm. Sunday at 7 since the start, Mel. So I reckon we are the longest running program. Do you really. ever get tired of it? Um, not really. Not really. Sometimes getting up at half past three to fly to Kabacha. Mm. Um, <laughs> She's got the clicks down nicely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> having lessons, and mm. lessons from Roseanne Bishop. Um, yeah, or then we went to Hotazel in the Northern Cape. One of the few places I have not been to. There's not much there. So I know. Don't, don't make a special trip. But a lovely little <laughs> B&B. And they made some wonderful cappuccino for us. And that story's and coming wildflowers. out um, on Sunday. Uh, uh, did you go for the wildflowers? Um, no. No. no, there weren't okay. many wildflowers at all. No, you were just too place. early. They started this yeah. week. Yeah, how did they? Jeez. Yeah, it's Maybe usually through to September. You need to go in the middle of September for the best viewings. Can you organize our diaries, Mel? So we, I'll we do can, that. Yeah, so we. I'll can go and do the. I'll be your tour guide. How's that? I'm like really good as a tour guide. Uh, but what stories? I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, you've got various stories that are coming up on carte blanche. Stuff that you've done, stuff that mm. you're still following through. But what stories for you at the moment that you're not covering are things that you think are really feel good stories? I mean, obviously, we we look at things like we got a new Miss South Africa. Did you go to the Miss South Africa? No, I watched it. Mm. Yeah, and I think it was very well uh, produced and a and a super winner. Yeah, so that's some good news. Can, um, you, can you say her name? Of course I can. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, the good news stories we're looking at are like personal profiles mainly. Mm. You know, sports teams, we're doing a story on Bayana Bayana. Just Banyana Banyana. Banyana Banyana. I'll get it right. Banyana Banyana. <laughs> banyana Banyana. You see, and it, it's just a sign that women's sport is just taking off. Yeah. But even over. this week, even this week, I mean, it was the Springbok women's who won their match as yes, well. by a huge margin. Yeah. So yeah. it's fantastic. Go and, women. Uh, they look in all sports. Uh, you know, golf, women's golf. Their yes. golf is just superb, and I, we won I just the want to see a Open. tournament. Yeah, so yeah, Ashley won the uh, the Open. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see a tournament or more tournaments, which are played totally. Um, how could I put it? Men and women together, and yeah. the women play off their tees, which they would in any competition, 
And it's just and an golf, open yeah. why tournament. Why does it have to be? Why does it have yeah. to be men and women? Yeah. I mean, Brilliant. I can understand with rugby that you wouldn't want to be facing down like Oli Schmidt or somebody. Yeah. Kerbis Visser coming after you. Forget that. Yes. <laughs> his freight train coming through. Or his but, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, they yeah, doing I, that I think in Mm. But I think it's such fun to have uh, a tournament like that because most women golfers' short games are incredible. Mm. But obviously, driving is probably the the only area where they, you know, a bit behind the guys. But I'm sure they'll even catch up one day. But yeah, that that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. So, Jen, what stories have you got? I mean, like the ones that I, I know is um, we, we touched on it last week was um, people overseas giving Europeans um, <laughs> tips on how to deal with load shedding. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Mel, it was so funny because we spoke about it on the show. Mm-hmm. And honestly, within days, it actually became a thing. So in England, the BBC actually had a show where they, where they had an expert on to explain what load shedding means and using load shedding and referring to South Africa. And then the Telegraph did the same with a big headline saying uh, South African-style load shedding coming to England soon. So so we predicted it, and uh, yeah, but hopefully it doesn't happen. If it happens, it's in January. Hopefully it doesn't. Well, we started again yesterday. Mm. Yippee. We all went, oh, God, this collective sigh went around the country again, except in Cape Town, of course, where they don't seem to have it quite as bad as we do up here. But yeah, Which no, Carte Blanche did a show on that. Carte Blanche, you, you guys actually went and looked at Stienbras Dam at the a pump engine there. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And... Um, I think we just have to get uh, Elon Musk back here and uh, all no, no, no. He's buying. Walls. He's buying Manchester United apparently today. Yeah, morning. we heard this yeah. this morning. Yeah. But then he said it was just a joke. Yeah, he's just going to throw <laughs> things yeah. up and buy everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it would it be nice like to get back. He was going to buy Twitter and yeah. then. Um, that was yeah. a joke. <laughs> that, that was a joke at the end of the but day. But now yeah. it's becoming a court case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. For over 30 years, we've been uncovering high-level corruption, holding crooks accountable, and meeting a few inspiring and intriguing characters along the way. Now, join us as we take a step in a new direction with Carte Blanche, the podcast. Unique stories, unique perspectives, with new episodes uploaded throughout the week, available anytime, anywhere. That's Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find us wherever you access your favorite podcasts. So what other news stories have come up against? I mean, one of the ones I know that um, I've, I've been watching and keeping an eye on, of course, is the birth of the, the new baby rhino, um, whose mother was actually an orphaned rhino as well. So, you know, the, it still freaks me out that there's still this thing where these people are poaching rhinos unstoppably. It's, that is one thing it, that's really freaking me out. But it is. it was such a beautiful um, footage because this is the first time that a birth has been captured so mm. closely on film. And it was actually his carer. So, so since uh, – her carer, sorry. So since she was orphaned, this guy has taken care of her and, and, and is basically protecting her all the time. And so she actually let him be close up while she was giving birth, oh. which is – 
know, not normal. Normally she would have gone somewhere more private. So that's why we all got this, you know, really precious footage. So that was really hopeful. And then, you know, on the, on the good side for South Africa, with the Russian bans and everything on fossil fuel, you know, some South African companies have gone from um, charging $75 a ton to 240 So um, I think the profits, the half-year profits this year for South African companies, coal companies, is 20 times bigger than the same time last year. So, I mean, it's it's awful, but it's... A little bit of good news too. Um, and then on, on bright good news is I'm a piano, um, which is so South African and, and basically, you know, came from the townships. It is so going global. So it's here in France, Morocco, even Japan. Okay. You have to um, explain what it is, Jenny. I don't know what it it's is. It's kind of like a, a fusion of, of house and jazz music. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Often on TikTok, you know, it's the kind of stuff that goes viral. And Spotify says that this month, by the end of this month, it should have, I'm a piano music would have had over a billion downloads. Billion. Wow. Wow. We so, have to get onto it. I think you yeah, should. Carplant so story. Yeah. You see, like, <laughs> there we stick come. Stick with us, kid. Hey, we'll we'll yeah, show you where yeah. to go for the news, okay, yeah. for the good news. <laughs> That's what it's about. No. And it is, it is actually quite exciting from the point of view, like you saying, you know, this whole podcasting is a new thing to you. I've been doing it for a while now, which is lovely. Mm. Um, but getting people in South Africa to understand that podcasting is kind of like not going to take over from radio because I think radio is still going to be the primary information source for the majority of people around the country yeah. um, and the SABC News and things like that. But when you've got a special it. interest um, and you've got the time and you're, or you're on a road trip. So that's when I listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm. And uh, Belinda picks the podcasts. Yeah. And, um, yeah, normally they're pretty good. Otherwise, we listen to an audio book. Yeah. So what have you, what have you been listening to in the way of podcasts? Well, 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 well. Good question. Car Blanche, <laughs> SANDF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a few, well, quite a few of the Car Blanche uh, podcasts. I started listening to that original group um, who did those investigations, and they were just so well done. And I was speaking to Gavin earlier, and um, he said they weren't right at the start of podcasts, but they did a lot to really get them going and increase their popularity. Mm. But uh, we used to be engrossed in these stories and the characters. You know, they were sort of from the Midwest uh, or wherever. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, no, they were, they were very well done. Well, I, I belong on a, a group of, they call themselves the Podorati, and it's yeah. like... Um, one of the Rafaeli girls and Paige, Nick, and a whole bunch of like, you know, the real serious journalists. And I sometimes sit there and I'm going like, they're listening to all this heavy stuff and I'm just listening to no such thing as a fish. <laughs> I was told to to say where we're, we're available. Oh, please do. Yeah. yeah. Which platforms so, are you um, on? It's available on all platforms. Like we are as well. Uh, so there we can Apple go. Apple Podcasts, and, 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 Spotify, yeah. Google Podcasts, um, Buzzsprout and other apps, or from the Carte Blanche website. So you just go on to carteblanche.co.za yeah. and go and find find the podcast thing and just say, listen yeah. here. Listen to it. Be heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to be hearing him. Is it just you on the podcast? Or? No, it's the team. It's absolutely the team. So, And, and you know, the team is, uh, we've got uh, the wonderful Claire, and we've got Marsa and Mac and me. Oh, okay. 
That's the team. So now it's all of us. Great. Okay. And and then the producer as well, John Webb, who um, I, th- I think often has things to say, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he puts in some commentary and obviously listens to them first. And, uh, you know, Lizanne and Dan do most of the work. And, yeah, the results are incredible. So subscribe and listen. Yes. My advert and for the Derek- day. And we yeah. will, we will definitely, and I will tell all my friends overseas. But um, it would also be nice when you when you list the podcast that you're listening to. I hope in future you're going to listen to the SA People podcast. I will do now that I know what it's all about. You see, you've got to learn. He's going to steal our news, Jenny. And you've been asking lots of questions, but are you based uh, in France, Jenny? Yes, yes. Whereabouts? I came here for a year and and just stayed in on team. Where oh, I met well, you. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you were there then. Um, yeah, because I've got free, I do some motoring writing, and uh, Deirdre Lutz, um, our editor, moved to um, a lovely house near Le Mans. And oh, um, nice. double story, three mm-hmm. bedroom. So I said, uh, wow, what did that cost? She said it was uh, 1.5 million with all the fees, lawyers' fees, taxes, etc. So I said, okay, still, but that's euros. So she said, no, rand. No. Yeah. Really? So depending where you want to live in France, now, yeah. if you want to live on Tib or you know, Monte Carlo, just forget about it. Mm. But there are places, and I think you know, Jenny, where um, the villages, and I went on a cycling tour through, through parts of France where we thought, what's happening? We go through a village because I like to put on the French accent. Le village, <laughs> yes. But we did not see a Dirk. Or <laughs> no Dirk. No Dirk. Dirk is not known. Um, so these, a lot of these villages are pretty deserted, so you can buy a place. In fact, 1.5 is quite a lot. Mm. So um, I think the website's French properties. You'll see uh, houses from about a million. You can even buy a village. If you, uh, the whole village. <laughs> oui, there are some. <laughs> what would I do with the village? And then have all your the friends. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just be the idiot. But, but you're loving it over there, Jenny. I do. But, you know, I'm very connected to South Africa because yeah. I'm writing about South African news every day. So it's, it's the perfect life. It really is. And, and I've got friends from South Africa flying over today. So I don't ever lose touch. And we've got SA people to just keep us all together. Absolutely. We are the, <laughs> yeah. we are the portal to keep everyone together, except our heads, of course. But now, if, how long are you going to keep on doing carte blanche for? Um, realistically, probably another year or two. Mm-hmm. Originally, I said uh, another 34 years and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but practically, yeah, um, a year or two. Yeah. And then? And then Come I'm not just sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> He'll buy a village. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> find, find us a nice place there for under five million rands. And you'll be very happy. It'd probably be a tent uh, near the market where I saw you. Very nice market, that, by the way. Yeah, and then, uh, look, yeah, we've been intending to move to the Carp for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we've got a little place also in Blythdale on the north coast. So, yeah, I've uh, continued with my motoring. and um, But it's a long way ahead, Melanie. And Derek, what's the, the, how, how come Blythdale? Uh, we've had a place Because I'm from Salt for, Rock. Okay, so yeah, we bought there 10 years ago, and we thought it would um, expand rapidly north. Yeah, the, the whole 
developments. But it's been quite slow, but it's it's hitting uh, Blythedale now because Belito's overtraded. Yeah, I mean, totally, it's just yeah. too much. Yeah. Belito and Umschlange, yeah. hectic. Umschlange, yeah. And so, yeah, Blythedale is a, is a small village. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember or, it well. Or more Dorpa, I would say, but no, but it's… A plain Dorpi, no. Yeah, but it's yeah. got there a beautiful, was a beautiful beach. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful beach, and there Two was a lovely story. Yeah. And wild, not like our beaches that is, you know, it's like sardines with people on. But um, there was a lovely story either earlier this year or last year where a girl, uh, they got married on the beach and she went into one of the local petrol stations in her bridal gown. And when she came out, all the locals gathered and sang and and somebody videoed it. It was, it was really beautiful. One of those South African moments, you know. Mm. But where exactly was that? In, in near Blythdale? Yes, she had got married on the beach at Blythdale. And uh, was good place to get married, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like Tinley Manor. Uh, anyway, that's just my thing. That's about the only place I do know up that side of Tinley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. There, there, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah. Very good area. So now, listen. I believe that I mean you know I, I don't I don't really watch all that much TV. I listen to a lot of podcasts, as I said. So, did you know that Showmax is turning seven? No. Can you believe it's seven years already that Showmax wow. has been going? And Showmax is the second, uh, is it the second oldest or second most popular? Uh, it's a big difference, sorry. It's probably the <laughs> second oldest African streaming show. And, um, and on the App Store, both Google and iStore, it is, um, it's the highest rated. Well, equal equal to one other on each of those, but um, each of those platforms, but uh, highest rated streaming app. No, oh, you just need to get carte blanche onto it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well but, um, carte blanche is on Showmax International. Yes, so, but not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. And, and, and then just a quick thing, since we were down in Blythdale and, and the sugarcane and everything, um, if you remember a few months ago, Mal, we interviewed Kim Engelbrecht. Kim Engelbrecht, she's fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever talked to her? She's an actress? Uh, no. I okay, haven't. she's great. Mm. And she's, she's, she's really doing well internationally. But, um, one of the things that we touched on with her was a TV series that was about to be shown in Europe and England, Australia, etc., which overseas was called the Canefield Killings. But mm-hmm. here it's in South Africa, it's Reika, yeah. And you can binge watch that. That's your homework for this week. Binge well, I watch that, that story, on Showmax. I remember that story. Yeah, it was a huge thing. Yeah, and um, I think that the the guy involved was hanged. Mm. But um, the what when she well she was a girl at the time and um, was given a life sentence. And then I went to interview her in prison, and uh, of course she'd reformed after you know twenty five years or whatever. And um, and they showed me around the prison, and it it was such a, a difference as a prison to the to the men's prisons mm. I've been in, which obviously are just very rough, and you fear for your life. But and they were all taught skills, and she mm. was taught uh, hairdressing. Mm. So then you know we were with her. She'd actually been released a few weeks earlier, so she was just showing us around the prison. And then we went to her salon and um, showed her giving guys uh, a haircut. But that, um, yeah, that that was wow. what I know of those Canefield killings. It was, yeah, it was a grim story. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they were on drugs and they used to lure. 
people out mm. into the cane fields there and yeah. Oh, we won't go into the details. No, because you want to watch it on TV. If you come, if you come to Antibes again, there is an island just a, a ten-minute ferry away, where yeah. the man in the iron mask was kept in prison there. And I was there just a couple of weeks ago, and it's also a fascinating prison to go in because he was maybe King Louis's, you know, secret twin brother or something. And you can see it's it's just like a huge room, and and he was obviously looked after in luxury, except for having the iron mask on, uh, which wouldn't have been fun. No. Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask both of you because I, you know, I don't follow Sounds the news. Dangerous. I get my news from you guys. What is the big story coming up on Carte Blanche? And then Jenny is also going to tell us what the big story is coming up on SA People for next week. Okay. So, how so about on Sunday, we're doing a story on Manganese Road. Mm-hmm. And that's what took me from Hotezel to Kabayaka. Mm-hmm. And basically, this has become the new gold. And there are something like 400 trucks coming in from the Northern Cape to the port. And I think it is still called the port of Port Elizabeth, funny Mm -hmm. enough. But not all of them are covered and um, the roads have been destroyed and this black dust is, is everywhere. And it's become such a big industry that they're trying to get some control over it. But, I mean, you know, people in Kabaka are really desperate because, you know, the well, the poor people with their yachts <laughs> at the yacht mall, they have to clean them every week. Shame, eh? Um, <laughs> well, that was, but, they had a fire there this last weekend, didn't they? Uh, at, the, did, at the marina. Did they? Yeah. It was probably while I was there and I didn't notice. thought it was just somebody vaping. <laughs> no, but, and, um, and what are the trucks carrying? So they are carrying this this. this yeah, manganese. Or manganese eh? And um, oh. the problem is that they can't just take them, the manganese straight to the ships because uh, the ships only pull in every um, day or two. Mm. So they've got to take them to storage depots, which are in an industrial area. And that industrial area is getting overrun with these trucks. You know, it, it was crazy to see how big this has become. Mm. And um, yeah, so that's the story on it, the possible health hazards of breathing manganese mm. dust and you know so far then not many people who are reporting um mainly poxonian symptoms they call them but you know could it be like asbestos because yeah, you know, for years say, we yeah. thought asbestos is fine and really it's only the last three years that this has been pumping with the trucks and the dust everywhere um so you might st- you find in the next you know next decade the it becomes you a know, big health hazard, yeah, yeah. and and that we let it let it continue, but yeah, when, when you go around, um, do I have to keep saying Kabeja? Just cause <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it is everywhere the dust. I mean, they're, they're on, so it's going to be manganese otis. Yeah, so that's that's uh, in fact a two-part story, mm-hmm. which I did with Kate Barry. Do you remember Kate? Oh, of course, Kate's wonderful. Yeah. I used to work with her on front row. With I mean, Kate. must give her a big squeeze from me. I will. And Kate <laughs> hasn't changed at all. And yeah, so that, that's that's the big one for Sunday. Excellent. Okay. And Jenny, what have you got coming up for the story for next week on sapeople.com and going to be plastering it all over Facebook as well, I hope. 
Well, well, we've got the wildflowers because every year everybody goes mad for that and they're back and we, um, right today we're downloading amazing photos that have been sent to us by Lauren Bradley, who's at Enjo Nature Reserve, uh, we've spoken about before, Nature Farm, sorry, not Reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been featured by the BBC. Uh, her farm is just beautiful. And this year they're even doing glamping as well. So, because it's just been so popular, um, everyone going there for that. So we've got videos and photos of that. Then we've also got a wonderful woman, um, Jolene Slabbert. About a year ago, one of her posts went viral. She was working in a hospital and she wrote this kind of thing about how elderly people, children, all the things that they needed in hospital, you know, they, it could be little things like nail clippers to really wanting a banana or all kinds of things. Anyway, she wrote this beautiful thing. It went viral and she has spent the last few months delivering to all the hospitals because so many people sent in things afterwards. So she just wrapped up this week delivering everything that was donated as a consequence of her beautiful post. Oh, lovely. That's a great story. And my my only story that I have is that um, I did an interview this week with the author of Hold the Line, Kim Nicholas Stevens, who kind of went once again viral um, on Facebook during lockdown because she Mm. just was like really annoyed with everything that was going on. And she started writing and her writing was so good that everybody loved it so much that they said, put it into a book. So she did. And it's a lovely story. Um, well, you'd have to listen to the podcast on The Reading Room. Okay. It's another one of my podcast channels. Okay. okay so will you send me a list? I will no. send you, I'll send you a link to it. Yeah. I'm going to give you some reading and listening things to do. But it, and, it's, I know, Kim, we were one of the first to actually share To her. pick up her stories. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've done an, yeah. done an interview with her about her book. And I really do hope that people actually do go and get the book because it is funny and it is a, a, a message of hope and madness and, and, and not much and about love. Kele. (laughs) That's such a skill to take a subject which could be quite sort of uh, downer Mm. and to add the humor and acerbic wit that really makes it um, readable or or listenable. But it kept us going through. Kept us going through lockdown. No, she hasn't done an audio book yet. Oh, um, I think she should. Here. I'm going to talk. Well, when she's had a bit of a break, she's like, she, she wasn't expecting this book to be such a big thing. Of course, she's been on everybody's programs and on TV and wow. all of a sudden it's just gotten a bit much. But anyway, I mean, it's a lovely book. I have read it. Um, most of the things, of course, I'd read during lockdown, which kept me going because she was wow. also just locked down with her and her kid and I was locked down with me and my kids. So we had some things in common. It was a bit hard here, Jenny. You had it a lot easier over in Antibes. <laughs> no, but remember, our first six weeks were really tough. Yeah. When we had to fill in a permission slip to go outside for an hour. So, mm. but then it turned mm. out cool. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just walk into an airport terminal and I think, she's mask. <laughs> I just haven't <laughs> got used to it, you know. It's um, just something that has remained with us. Um, but well, at times you do when, need a mask, you know. Yeah. Some of the hospitals you go to, you do need a yeah. mask. Yeah. No, look, if I'm go going where I know that there's people that yeah. may be at risk, I would put a mask on into a hospital, into an old age home. In, yeah. If I was flying myself, I'd put a mask on as well. Because yeah, I think I'd fly sick anyway. About 10%. It was better when there were smokers on aeroplanes because they used to refresh the air all the time. Now they just recycle it because there's no smoking on board, which is why you get all the germs on an aeroplane. I know this because I was an air hostess. Really? (laughs) And a smoker. 
<laughs> What's not saying? Yeah. Uh, but but Derek, that was one of the most interesting things I used to tell Mal. The difference between South Africa and France was that in South Africa they banned smoking and alcohol, and in France they said, "But these are essential." So so our boulangerie, uh, smoke, and our tobacco and and alcohol places all stayed open. Yeah. And in restaurants, there uh, can you smoke inside? You know, people do. You know, everybody who comes here is kind of shocked by how much smoking there is. It is pretty awful. You're not meant to smoke inside. You should smoke outside. But even, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't stay about that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I just think that they should allow smoking on airplanes so we can get fresh air. <laughs> and, and in movies as well. Yes. <laughs> no. no, not in the movies. But you don't remember that. That was way back. I, I remember it well. I remember yeah. going in, in and just, and sitting uh, yeah. when we weren't allowed to smoke in movie houses anymore. But it's weird watching movies where you see people smoking in a movie yeah. house and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, that's so even cool. more bizarre. Yeah. Which carte blanche piece made an impact or measurable change to a situation after broadcast? Just about every one of them. Has had some kind of an impact. <laughs> Why okay, didn't the Zama Zama have an no, earlier... No. Sorry, these are uh, questions okay, from our readers. You, let, okay, so let me tell you one that was out this Sunday. Um, I went to a, hospital in, a state hospital in Bethlehem, which a few years ago was called the, uh, the Hospital of Death and went and saw the turnaround in that hospital to the belief that, is that on team? Um, yes, it's the, the fire engines engine. going around. Uh, yeah, but it was just incredible to see this hospital where all the healthcare workers were just beaming and keen and, you know, they get a lot of praise when mm. they do things right and they just believe the patient comes first. And it had be, been a total turnaround of that hospital. And I don't say only because of carte blanche, but um, that's, that's just one of the stories that I've seen. Just the, It's there, the visible impact. Fantastic. Mm. And, and for you personally, what has been the most difficult investigation you had to be involved in where you maybe wished you weren't? I'll tell you that some of them seem simple, but um, end up not being that simple. And one of them was mineral water, can you believe it? And uh, we did a story on mineral water, which, um, do you remember Harry Seftel? Mm. Dr. Harry Seftel. Dr. Harry Seftel, quite a character. We'd found this uh, place in Tembisa bottling water, mineral water, and uh, we did tests on it. And I took the water and the E. coli uh, count to to Prof Harry, and I said, uh, Prof, yeah, this this account here of E. coli, what does it really mean? He said, Derek, it means there's cuck in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and why I mention that story is because it seems simple, but it led to a lot of court cases mm. that um, went on for probably a decade mm. and were eventually thrown out. But a simple story like that can keep our lawyers busy for a long time. And there were a few threats as a result of that story. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, and Jenny, was, you was going to say about the, the Zama Zama situation. I mean, has, what are you going to ask Honestly, about that? it's incredible because your shows last year were so good that it is incredible that that didn't have more of an impact sooner. 
Uh, Jenny, which story are you talking about, about the, 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 the rapes the, that happened? Yeah, but, but you guys a year ago already went and investigated the Zama Zama miners. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and those murders that have been on the highway. Yeah, of that, uh, that couple, yeah. A couple, and yes. I was just amazed at the scale of it, of that one mining area near Benoni, where um, we went in with a guy who buys the gold and drove around the whole site. Um, and at one stage I said, can I get out and chat to the guys? He said, yeah, sure. And I went and talked to them about, you know, the actual mining underground, mm. how they process, you know, to get the gold out of uh, the ore. And these guys were just quite happy to chat to me out there. Um, but there was also, uh, by that stage, a lot of aggression between them and uh, the Basutu who were on the other side of the hill. Mm. So that's where a lot of the fighting was taking place. And, um, yeah, it was just so unreal to go there because it's an industry. So they charged the Zamas to go in. Um, Who's they? Like, well, it's, it's the, I think they're Congolese. It's, it's very complicated. But they paid to go in for the day. And then all the traders, because there are hundreds of traders going there, mostly with food and drinks, mm. but also with uh, clothing, handbags. It's, it's, it's like a village. Or should I say village? A village, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was wow. just amazed at how casual this gold buyer was. And he explained how the gold that comes out was put onto a, ref, um, a rubbish truck. Mm. Is it called a rubbish truck or refuse truck? And it was dumped somewhere safely away from the area. No, and uh, unfortunately he was um, attacked and has passed on. No, really? Dangerous Jeez. game. Yeah, Jeez. a lot of the games are a bit dangerous these days. You've got to play it safely. Yeah, bit, I suppose. Yeah. You've got to take care of yourself as well, hey? I get into my um, specially uh, protected Fiat 500. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put him into a Superman outfit, okay? I think that would work. <laughs> you find one long enough. Fortunately, <laughs> I test so many cars that um, so, so they said put a hit on the guy who drives this little Fiat. Um, yeah, then, then I'm driving something completely different. They must think, no, but yeah, it's not a guy. <laughs> well, I promise I'm not going to hit you. Okay, so there we go. All right, Jen, we're going to let you get on to it. Of course, uh, for those of you who have stayed with us this long and have enjoyed it, you can find out more wonderful news stories and good news stories, of course, on sapeople.com. And we will keep you apprised of what's happening with the Carte Blanche podcast as well. Hope they'll have a bit of reciprocity happening on their side. I'm sure they will. I think it'll work. Perfectly, and um, yeah, Carp Blanche, the podcast is here to stay. Excellent. I'm and so expanding. glad about that. I think it's the best yeah. news we've had all year. Of all our good news, the Carp Blanche podcast is it. Apart from those flowers. Oh, yeah. the flowers. <laughs> the flowers rock. <laughs> I wish I was going yeah. down there now. Oh, I'm so envious. Anyhow, Derek, thank you very much for spending some time with us it's today. It's really Mallet. Great to see you again and to be with Jenny. And uh, Jenny, you say we can come and stay any time. <laughs> um, of course, but, of course. You know what? Maybe three months or so, not very long. <laughs> How many rooms have you got? <laughs> it depends on whether her children are home or not. We'd love it. No, we'd love yeah. it. Anybody, we get so many South Africans. You can ask Mal. I have yeah. South Africans all the time. Even South Africans I don't even know. At least you, I, I, I know. 
<laughs> get an I extra long bed in, yeah. Yeah, you need a long <laughs> I always forget how tall he is, by the way. I think maybe it's just because I forget how short I am, uh, which is a problem. But anyway. Well, I used to be called the Kalahari Kid. Why? Miles and miles of Nothing. F-all. and on that note we're going to bid you a fond adieu Jenny we'll catch up again next week and um, well everybody go and subscribe as Derek said to the Carte Blanche podcast and we will catch up with you again real soon just share your stories good news and views and of course the views from your window we'd be loving to see what you have that's making you happy we'll catch you again next time bye Jen bye Hi, my name's Derek Watts, and you've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcast. You can find more feel-good stories and chatter on the SA People Podcast. They upload new content weekly. Also, head on over to sapeople.com for your regular fix of SA culture, Skinner, and the good stuff happening both locally and abroad. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to ensure you don't miss a single episode. In the meantime, why not rate and review us? We love getting your feedback.